Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Happy Easter. If you were in the Orthodox Church, today is Easter for the Orthodox Church, celebrating on April 24th today. Interesting. I, I had forgotten about this, but I saw it on my calendar, so I looked it up. Turns out that uh, the reason is because the Council of Nicaea, um, back in 325 A.D., decided that Easter should be observed following the Julian calendar, which would be the first Sunday after the full moon. And later, what happened was many churches switched over to the Gregorian calendar. Now, the Gregorian calendar uh, happened later, and it's interesting, we have no idea how, how much our history and our calendars and everything are tied to Jesus and the resurrection. The reason why the Gregorian calendar came into being is because Pope Gregory the seventh in 1582 introduced the calendar to correct for the problems of the Julian calendar. The Julian calendar, when it was made by Julius Caesar in 46 BC, had a miscalculation of the length of the solar year by a full 11 minutes. And over the course of eons, I should say, hundreds of years, up to thousands of years, that the calendar meant that the Easter morning, the Easter day, w- was falling further and further behind when it should be. So Pope Gregory introduced the Gregorian calendar to correct for the problems of the Julian calendar so that they could make sure they had the correct day to celebrate Easter. Isn't that interesting? So we celebrate it traditionally by the Gregorian calendar, but the old Orthodox Church has kept the Julian calendar, and that's why they celebrate Easter today. So if you know anybody in the Orthodox Church, wish them a happy Easter. So we are going to look into Joshua chapter 21 and chapter 22 today and just be doing a brief one. Uh, on those two chapters, no uh, Charles Spurgeon today. We're just going to go through that so you guys can get out the door if you're heading for church. So thank you, Father, for this morning. I ask you to bless it, guide us, and direct us as we look into these interesting chapters. In Jesus' name, amen. The 48 cities of the Levites. Then the heads of the households of the Levites approached Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the households of the tribes of the sons of Israel, they spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Lord commanded through Moses to give us cities to live in with their pasture lands and our cattle. So the sons of Israel gave the Levites from their inheritance these cities with their pasture lands according to the command of the Lord. Then the lot came out for the families of the Kohathites and the sons of Aaron the priest who were of the Levites, received their ten cities by lot from the tribe of Judah and the tribe of the Simeonites and from the tribe of Benjamin. The rest of the sons of Koath received ten cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Ephraim 
and from the tribe of Dan, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh. The sons of Gershom received thirteen cities by Lot from their families of the tribe of Issachar, and from the tribe of Asher, and from the tribe of Naphtali, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The sons of Merari, according to their families, received twelve cities from the tribe of Reuben, and from the tribe of Gad, and from the tribe of Zebulun. And the sons of Israel gave by Lot to the Levites these cities with their pasture lands, as the Lord commanded through Moses. They gave these cities, which are here mentioned by name, from the tribe of the sons of Judah, and from the tribe of the sons of Simeon. And they were for the sons of Aaron, one of the families of the Kothites, of the sons of Levi, for the lot was theirs first. These they gave them, Kiriath Arba, Arba being the father of Anak, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, with its surrounding pasture lands. But the fields of the city and its villages were given to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and his possessions. So the sons of Aaron the priest, they gave Hebron, the city of refuge, for the manslayer with its pasture lands, and Libna with its pasture lands, and Jatir with its pasture lands, and Eshtemoah with its pasture lands, Holon with its pasture lands, Debir with its pasture lands, Anin with its pasture lands, and Juta with its pasture lands, and Beth Shemesh with its pasture lands. Nine cities from these two tribes. From the tribe of Benjamin, Gibeon with its pasture lands, Geba with its pasture lands, Anathoth with its pasture lands, and Almon with its pasture lands, four cities. All the cities of the sons of Aaron, the priests, were thirteen cities with their pasture lands. Then the cities of the tribe of Ephraim were allotted to the families of the sons of Koath, the Levites, even to the rest of the sons of Koath. They gave them Shechem, the city of refuge for the manslayer, with its pasture lands, and the hill country of Ephraim, and Gezer with its pasture lands, Gibsaim with its pasture lands, and Beth Horon with its pasture lands, four cities, from the tribe of Dan, El Teke with its pasture lands, Gibbethon with its pasture lands, Agilon with its pasture lands, Gath Rimnon with its pasture lands, four cities, from the half tribe of Manasseh, they allotted Tanakh with its pasture lands, and Gath Rimon with its pasture lands, two cities, all the cities with their pasture lands from the families of the rest of the sons of Quath were ten. To the sons of Gershom, one of the families of the Levites, from the half-tribe of Manasseh, they gave Golan in Bashan, the city of refuge for the manslayer with its pasture lands, and Beresh Terah with its pasture lands, two cities from the tribe of Issachar, they gave Kishon with its pasture lands, Deberath with its pasture lands, Jamuth with its pasture lands, Inganim with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribes of Asher, they gave Mishal with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Helkath with its pasture lands, Rehab with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Naphtali, they gave Kadesh in Galilee, the city of refuge. For the manslayer with its pasture lands, and Hamath Dor with its pasture lands, and Katan with its pasture lands, three cities. All the cities of the Gershonites, according to their families, were thirteen cities with their pasture lands. To the families of the sons of Merari, the rest of the Levites, they gave from the tribe of Zebulun, Jeconiam, 
and his pasture lands, and Karta with his pasture lands, Dimna with his pasture lands, Nahalin with his pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Reuben, they gave Bezer with his pasture lands, and Jaaz with his pasture lands, Kedemoth with his pasture lands, and Mephaath with its pasture lands, four cities. From the tribe of Gad, they gave Remoth in Gilead, the city of refuge, for the manslayer and his pasture lands, and Ma'anaim with his pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, Jazer with his pasture lands, four cities in all. All these were the cities of the sons of Merari, according to their families. The rest of the families of the Levites and their lot were twelve cities. All the cities of the Levites in the midst of the possession of the sons of Israel were 48 cities with their pasture lands. These cities each had its surrounding pasture lands. Thus, it was with all their cities. So the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they possessed it and lived in it. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, according to all that he had sworn and to all their fathers, and no one of their enemies stood before them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hand. Not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All came to pass. Chapter 22. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh and said to them, You have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and have listened to my voice. In all that I have commanded you, you have not forsaken your brothers these many days to this day. You have kept charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brothers as he spoke to them. Therefore, turn now and go to your tents, to the land of your possession, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan. Only be very careful to observe this commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you to love the Lord your God and walk in his ways and keep his commandments and hold fast to him and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their tents. Now, to one of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given a possession in Bashan, but to the other half, Joshua had given among their brothers westward beyond the Jordan. So when Joshua sent them away to their tents, he blessed them. And he said to them, Return to your tents with great riches and with very much livestock, with silver, with gold, bronze, iron, and with very many clothes. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brothers. And the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned home and departed from the sons of Israel to Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go to the land of Gilead, to the land of of their possessions, which they had possessed, according to the command of the Lord through Moses. Verse 10. When they came to the region of the Jordan, which is in the land of Canaan, the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh built an altar there by the Jordan, a large altar in appearance. And the sons of Israel heard it and said, Behold, the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar at the frontier of the land of Canaan, in the region of the Jordan, on the side belonging to the sons of Israel. When the sons of Israel heard of it, the whole congregation of the sons of Israel gathered themselves at Shiloh to go up against them in war. Then the sons of Israel sent to the sons of Reuben and to the sons of Gad and the of Manasseh into the land of Gilead. Phinehas, the sons of Eliezer the priest, and with him ten chiefs, one chief from each father's household and one from each tribe of Israel, and each one of them was the head of his father's household among the thousands of Israel. They came to the sons of Reuben 
and to the sons of Gad, to the half-tribe of Manasseh, to the, the land of Gilead. And they spoke with them, saying, Thus says the whole congregation of the Lord, What is this unfaithful act which you have committed against the God of Israel, turning away from following the Lord this day, but building yourself an altar to rebel against the Lord your God? Is not the iniquity of Peor enough for us, for which we have not cleansed ourselves to this day, although a plague came on the congregation of the Lord, that you must turn away this day from following the Lord. If you rebel against the Lord today, he will be angry with the whole congregation of Israel tomorrow. If, however, the land of your possession is unclean, then cross into the land of the possession of the Lord, where the Lord's tabernacle stands, and take possession among us. Only do not rebel against the Lord or rebel against us by rebuilding an altar for yourselves besides the altar of the Lord your God. Did not Achan, the son of Zerah, act unfaithfully in the things under the ban. The wrath fell on all the congregation of Israel, and that man did not perish alone in his iniquity. Then the sons of Reuben, the sons of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh answered and spoke to the heads of the families of Israel. The mighty one, God, the Lord, the mighty one, God is Lord. He knows, and may Israel itself know. If it was in rebellion or if in an unfaithful act against the Lord, do not save us this day. If we have built us an altar to turn away from following the Lord, or if to offer a burnt offering or a grain offering on it, or if to offer sacrifices of peace offerings on it, may the Lord himself require it. But truly, we have done this out of concern for a reason saying, in time to come, your sons may say to your sons, what have you to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a border between us, between you, between the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad. You have no portion in the Lord, so your sons may make our sons stop fearing the Lord. Therefore, we said, let us build an altar, not for burnt offerings or for sacrifice. Rather, it shall be a witness between us and you, between our generations after us, that we are to perform the service of the Lord before him with our burnt offerings and with our sacrifices and with our peace offerings, so that your sons will not say to our sons in time to come, you have no portion in the Lord. Therefore, we said, it shall also come about that if they say to us or to our generation in time to come, then we shall say, see the copy of the altar of the Lord, which our fathers made, not for burnt offerings, nor for sacrifice. Rather, it is a witness between us and you. Far be it from us that we should rebel against the Lord and turn away from following the Lord this day by building an altar for burnt offerings, for grain offerings, or for sacrifice. Besides the altar of the Lord, our God, which is before his tabernacle. So when Phinehas, the priest, and the leaders of the congregation, even the heads of the families of Israel who were with him, heard the words of the sons of Reuben, the sons of Gad, and the sons of Manasseh spoke, it pleased them. And Phinehas, and the son of Eleazar, the priest, said to the sons of Reuben, and to the sons of Gad, and the sons of Manasseh, Today we know that the Lord is in our midst, because you have not committed this unfaithful act against the Lord. Now you have delivered the sons of Israel from the hand of the Lord. Then Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, and the leaders returned from the sons of Reuben and from the sons of Gad and from the land of Gilead to the land of Canaan to the sons of Israel and brought back word to them. The word pleased the sons of Israel and the sons of Israel blessed God. They did not speak of going up against them in war to destroy the land in which the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad were living. The sons of Reuben, sons of Gad, called the altar witness. For they said, it is a witness between us that the Lord is God.
Well, that's good, and it's commendable. We can say that they built that altar as a memorial, but ultimately, originally, they wouldn't have needed to had they gone into the land and took possession on the other side, of on the west side. That was their original mandate, and they asked Moses for the east side. Moses agreed to it, but most theologians believe that wasn't God's original desire. And look, even at the beginning of their occupation on the east side, it almost caused a civil war. <laughs> really came close to causing a civil war right after they received their land. But anyway, God has his permissive will, and God, it seems, decided to bless this this desire of these tribes, and Moses allowed it, so God decided to bless it. And they even get cities of refuge over there. And the way these cities are divided up in the Levites is very interesting because we hear over and over and over and over again that the Levites were not to receive any any land because the Lord was their portion. And so we go, okay, understand, got it. But now when we see all this divided up of the cities, they get cities and pasture lands to go in to live and, uh, I mean, for you and me, we'd probably consider that land. We'd like, wow, they get a, they get to a whole city and they get the pasture lands around it. It sounds like they're getting a pretty good chunk of land, but nothing in comparison to the vast, vast tracts of land that the other tribes got. But the reason, partially the reason this is happening, remember the, the uh, tabernacles in Shiloh and everybody needs to go there for the feast and the sacrifices, but they're far away from it. And... They still need to understand the law. They need to have Bible studies, really. They need to grow in their understanding of God's word. And so all of these Levitical priests are divided up and sent all over the place in all these different cities, 48 cities of which they are in, and they are there available to help interpret the law, interpret the command of Moses, help the people walk with the law. And we see a, a little bit there as a sprinkling, you know, the idea of congregational worship going on on a local level. Here was very much focused on one place to go for the intercession of, you know, to go receive forgiveness of sin, completely different than today, the tabernacle. But at least we see there was this idea there that, hey, we can get together locally and go inquire of what the word of God says. How do we understand what God's word is saying to us? And they had the Levitical priesthood there to help them understand that. And of course, they would all take turns going up and ministering at the tabernacle. They would obviously, they couldn't all live there in Shiloh. So they would uh, rotate and they would go in and out from their various cities. And imagine what it was like for them to come back after serving at the tabernacle and seeing the altar and the, and the smoke and, and the glory of God, and the blood sprinkled on the altar and, and uh, how they would have gone back to their cities and been able to share with the people that God is still alive. You know, they would, like we say today, he's still on the throne. They would, they could say he's still there over the mercy seat. The glory of the Lord is still there. The high priest goes in once a year and they would all be able to share that with the people. It's pretty, pretty amazing, pretty powerful. And they were spread all over Israel. So this was the allotment of the tribes and the allotments of the Levites. So next, we're going to look at uh, tomorrow, Joshua's farewell address as we move out of Joshua and in the ministry of Joshua. He's now got him into the land. And now that they're in the land, is now going to be up to them to maintain their walk with the Lord now that they receive their inheritance. So Father, thank you for this morning. 
And thank you for blessing us as we are lifting you up this day. Thank you for the church. Thank you for placing your churches all over the world that we have a place we can come and meet together and read your word, learn of you, and walk with you. We are your family, God. We are your part of the, your body. And we wait for you to come back. And we thank you for this day. And we, we, uh, we acknowledge our brothers in the Orthodox Church, although many of them are caught up in religion, God. Uh, it's so such a, a dichotomy, Father, where they have a love and a heart for you, and yet they, they seem to get focused more on the ritual than they do the relationship. They don't have an understanding, really, of the foundations of what you want. So we would just pray this day you would reveal yourself to them, those that earnestly are seeking to honor you in all these countries that are focused very much um, on the on, on the mass and on the, the tradition and on the ritual. God, help them move past that and find you in the midst of it. Help your resurrection story resurrect their hearts into new life and give them life. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.